Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And today we're here for another slightly sad, but also it will all be sad episode. No. Because, I don't know if you've heard, but there is a tree in the United Kingdom called Sycamore Gap. It was featured in the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's the most photographed, or it was the most photographed tree in the country. It was planted 300 years ago, along with some other trees that were there with it too. But over the years, those other ones disappeared and one tree remained right in a dip on Hadrian's Wall in the most picturesque spot that you could possibly imagine. Hence how it became the most photographed tree in the country. And someone has chopped it down. Someone chopped it down. It happened on the through the night of the 28th of September. It was a storm going It was on. a stormy night, which I think is not undeliberate. And someone came along and cut it down with a chainsaw. Now, you may be wondering why we're doing an episode on it. Well, the reason is this is a tree that has a huge amount of history with us. Over the years, yeah. we've had many visits there. And over the course of today's episode, we're going to reminisce. We're going to give you some of our story of us and the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we'll also talk about our sort of feelings about it because it's a strange one. Because whilst it's just one tree and trees come down all the time, it also has immense historical significance and it has, you know, great personal significance, not just for us, but for also hundreds of other people. So we'll touch on that as well. But as well, you know, I suppose it's going to come up. What we should touch on as we talk, the fact that, you know, we're chopping down trees in their absolute thousands mm, in, in mm, the, the Amazon mm. and no one bats an eyelid there and it just creates this really weird dynamic mm. you know a weird sort of thought process in your head and over the course of this episode we're going to try and find a way through try and and talk our way through what is and what has been a very sort of interesting and strange and sad and you were a, you said you were as sad as when the queen died i really was i really was i don't think i've been so shocked by anything well, we'll, we'll talk about the reasons was, why. Yeah, I was even more shocked than when the Queen passed away because it was kind of expected when she passed away. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was really, really, truly rocked to my core by it. Yeah. So, over the course of this episode, we'll be telling the story of Sycamore Gap and talking about our future with that wonderful part of the world. Let's get out for our lovely walk. City, aren't we? Oh, it's awful. It's surprisingly, it's been warm. I mean, I, I think really it's changing warm now. This week. Yeah, I think it is cooling down a little bit now. But it's been like 20 degrees this week. You know, we're in the north of England. It's just craziness for this time of year. And what that's led to is loads of bugs. Lots of <laughs> bugs around. Yeah, because it's been damp as well. And so, oh, it's awful. They're everywhere. Some absolute whopper. Um, Mosquitoy things, yeah. Yeah, they look oh, like. Oh, I mean, they're just awful. Jurassic Park mosquitoes. We need, we need to get cold and get rid of all of them. The only positive is perhaps is good for the birds. True. Perhaps they're all getting fat before. Maybe they are before. But I mean, do birds eat? They do eat bugs. Don't they, they do, yeah. But yeah. 
They like the berries too, don't they? They'd, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, worms, bugs, berries, yeah. So, Sycamore Gap, I mean, what was your, do you recall your first encounter with it? Yes, I think it's that photo. We've actually got two photos on our living room wall of the tree of us, of me and Bryony at the top of the hill that sort of runs down to the tree. Yeah. And then also there's a separate picture of the tree underneath that and they're framed in our living room. Bryony must only be about three. And I think that might be the first time that I went there. Well, because you introduced me to Hadrian's Wall and to that whole area. Yeah. I think that picture of the tree from a distance was taken at a separate time. Ah, oh, right, okay. But I could be wrong. But I sort of feel like... But I, I can't work out why... But I mean, perhaps we were on our way. Oh, I don't know. I think it's when we were staying in that house with the Arga. Do you remember? That's right. That's when that's what when I'm that saying is, I think taken. it's too... The, the one with you and Bryony, that is when that picture was taken. Yes. But I think that other one... Oh, right, OK, it was another time. We were coming past and I'm going... Sycamore Gap's coming up. Oh, uh, did I take a photo? Yes, out the right. window. Yeah, yeah. Went the window down and, and took a photo. Yeah. But whether it was the same trip or, or, or whether it was a separate trip, the first time we went there personally, you are exactly right. It is, and gosh, I mean, what so year must that have been? It must well, be 15 years ago. that's about 15 years ago, because Bryony's coming up 18. So yeah, it's 15 years ago. At the time, Bryony wasn't a great walk. Gosh. Gosh, honestly, is there a need? No, <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. At the time, Bryony had a problem with her hips. Yes. When she was a baby, and she didn't walk until she was almost three. It sorted itself out over the, the sort of coming years. But, yeah, she, she wasn't walking really at that stage, so you carried her. We, we took the pram. Oh my gosh, we did take so, the pram. So, so we the, had the, an off-road pram, didn't we? Right, honestly, this is like, the, it's the coolest well, thing I'd ever. I'd forgotten that. So, basically, what happened was... How did we get the pram up there? Yeah, I know, up that slope. I I, I'm telling we... you, I did not carry her. I carried her up that slope. It's a bug on my glasses. Am I covered in them? I'm just debugging Kay. Oh my word. Folks, we must just pause for a second to say. You'd think we were in central London yeah, with all like, this noise. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Like, oh. No, we're just on a road. A side road in, in a very town. small, insignificant town. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so stupid. So we've got away from the completely obscene noise. Gosh, honestly. <laughs> what a noisy world we all live in, it, well, don't it, we? It's completely true, isn't it? It's just insane. Angle grinders and traffic <sighs> and car horns and... But anyway, me, anyway. So we parked at what's known as Steel Rig Car Park. Yeah. And the walk, I mean, it's about a mile and a half mm. to the, the tree along the wall but what you have to do is you have to walk down a really sort of sharp incline and yeah. then walk up an even sharper incline. You do, you do. I mean, to, to the point of you are at times using all four limbs. Yeah, you can go along the bottom path. Yeah, but though, we didn't know you? that at the time. We didn't know that at the we time. We only knew that on the way back. There is a, a path along the bottom of it all, which we subsequently found, but at the time, no, we didn't know this. What I can't recall is. I mean, did you? No, I carried Bryony up the slope. 
I didn't carry her up that slope. But you can't have carried the... The pram, no, no, we can't have taken the pram up there. So perhaps There's you're no way right. we, we can have taken the pram up there. I just have a memory of pushing a pram along the wall, but, you know, I could Maybe be wrong. We, yeah, we could have done that along a different bit oh, of it. A different stretch, yeah. Yeah. So I carried her the whole way. I think you did carry her the whole way, yeah, I think so. So I carried <laughs> a three-year-old child yeah. a mile and a half. In clear, I mean, she'll have got down and walked a time or two, she probably. She will have walked a bit, yes. But, so anyway, the first time we went, it was about 15 years ago. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd been. Right. Now, I'd been to Hadrian's Wall before. Yeah. But I'd never gone, should we go down here? Uh-huh. We're walking down a very sort of fascinating back alley back where alley. there's coal holes. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're walking through, like, back-to-back terraced housing. These houses were built around the time of the rise of the railways. Yeah. It was all railway workers. Yeah. And at the time, all houses would have been heated with coal, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. And, I mean, it's an ingenious system. I know it sounds silly, really, because it's so simple, but there was a hole, wasn't there, where... Yeah, at the back of your house, yeah. you had a coal, coal house. We used to call it a coal house. Um, and That's then... a low one. Yeah, and there's one that's still there, and there's like a wooden window, I suppose, that opens, and the coal man used to come along and just open the window and put your coal in. And then stick a bill through the door. Yeah, and then you pay him. Job done. Yeah. And a lot of them now are bricked up, but some of them are still there. It's great, really. Gosh, I mean, you know, that sort of period of time, if you imagine how it must have felt so... It must have felt like you were on the sort of cutting edge. A bit like Silicon Valley now. (laughs) Yeah, and let me tell you, it would have been a nicer place than it is now, because oh, this area is not very pleasant. Just gorgeous, really. Not very really. pleasant at all. People don't look after their houses. We've spoken about this before. We have people been, not looking after their houses. I'm in a group on Facebook, and it's our hometown, and people post pictures from... From like York. The, 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 no, for here. Oh, from here. here. Oh, right. From, from like the 1800s and then into the 1900s. And someone posted a picture the other day and it was two ladies out front cleaning their front steps. Yeah, I used, my mum used to do that. And, and it said, you know, it said how great it was that people used to do that. Yeah. And how sad that, you know, that tradition you seems to have... You don't see a lot of that now. Well, no. So our first visit to Hadrian's Wall, proper visit, about 15 years ago, carry Bryony all the way there and do you know what did we even go down we didn't we turned back I don't back. think we did no we didn't go down directly to the tree at the time because it was just too tricky with Bryony because it is steep yeah it is steep but the view that we got was just tremendous yeah it's lovely you know, it's right from the top and we were right at the point where Azim is asking Yes. <laughs> so, so Morgan Freeman is asking yeah. uh, Robin Hood which direction, which direction east the sun is, is, so yeah, he can pray. Right. And he actually told him the wrong direction, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for reality, in reality, but you know. Well, I would argue that it's the wrong direction, whether it's reality. Well, it or... must have been that for the filming that it looked better, saying it was that way. It's got to be, hasn't it? Or maybe they didn't care. No, I think you're right. I think the cameraman have gone, oh, no, that's a better shot. We'll just say it's that direction. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, did you feel a strong connection with it because of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves prior that's, to going? Yeah, I mean, that's probably where it started for me, yeah. That first visit was... I mean, it felt... It's always felt like... Hence the fact 
there's a, a photo of it up on the wall. It yeah. felt like an important trip for us. It is, yeah. Our next trip back, it was when we stayed at Housestead's Fort. It probably was, well, it, yeah. it definitely was, I know it was. Right. So the next time we went back, we walked from Housestead's Fort. Yeah. And I mean, that's a four mile walk now. It is. So that, that's a really good walk. Yeah, I mean, Brian must have been about eight or nine, maybe. Yes, so we walked and that was just amazing. That was the first time we got up close with it and, and yes. touched it. Yes. And I've got photos of you, like yeah, you, you yeah, two yeah. guys walking up to it and yeah. touching it. and That's right. Which was just amazing. And I mean, that was such a great walk because, but you know, what's so amazing about this is how it's very up and down. Isn't it? Very up and down. You know, it's, it's really not an accessible place if you, have you know if you have issues walking there's some steep climbs there's some really steep climbs but like we've said you can go on a lower path which is way easier you can avoid the ups and downs can't you yeah yeah to, to an extent i mean coming from that direction it's more of a rolling walk yeah you know, still, it, it's certainly not... Oh, it was challenging. Not capable for wheelchairs or no, something. No, 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 absolutely not. But that walk, it, I would say, is probably one of the most memorable. And actually, you know, for those of you who've seen our video show, we did actually film... We did do some filming when we were at Housesteads, yes. And we definitely we did some an filming. We episode, though, didn't we? did, we? we did. I think it's about... Do you know Should what? I, I think way? it's about episode 30. Right. And do you know what? I'm trying to think how do we're going to get rid this... of the bugs. Let's go. We need to stay away from the trees, don't we? Honestly, folks, I, I can't begin to tell it's you. It's hideous. That there are, I'm I mean, covered in them. Brush I don't me know off, why they're off. going. I oh, know they're on me too. Oh gosh, it's these teeny tiny little flies. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. But you need. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Right. There's one. Right. I'm going to have to reach and get it. Thank you. Right. One right by my so eyes. They were, Oh my gosh, you'd think we lived in a swamp or something. For some reason, I always seem to end up getting bites, don't I? They always go for me. They do go for you. I'm not certain, though, that they're biters. I don't know, what do you think? I don't think they're biters. They're just like little tiny flies, yeah. but they crawl on you. And, oh. So, our second visit, was that the last time you went? No, I've been again since then, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure I've been again since then. We had a picnic sat underneath and we didn't do that the Housesteads Day, I'm sure. The Housesteads Day, we just walked there and back. I'm certain we didn't do a picnic. No, no, we didn't do a picnic. We must have gone again. We did, we've definitely gone again. We must have gone again solely. Because we sat the other side of the wall. Yeah, right behind. Yeah. I mean, literally, we were sat. If you see the photos of the, the fallen tree, we were right that other side where it's sort of laying over the wall. Well, if you actually, again, viewers of our video show, if you recall the Walking the Wall series, which we produced last year, when we filmed at the tree site, yeah, I actually highlighted a, a, a section of wall. Yeah that's original and stands to seven courses and yeah. that's exactly where we were sat. Where we were sat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. some pigeons. Loads of pigeons. Take off. <laughs> Do you think that's the last I time? I think that's the last time I went and this is the sad thing for me because Dan and Bryony actually went... The year before last. Two years ago. We went on holiday and we stayed fairly close by 
couple of years ago and I didn't go. I was having a bad anxiety time and I decided to stay at the house and Dan and Bryony went without me, which was sort of the right decision for me at the time. But looking back, oh gosh, I so wish I'd gone. Anyway, yeah, I mean, just you, you two went anyway and took a photo and that was lovely. So that's the last time that Bryony will have gone. Yeah. But you, of course, went for your filming. What's really good is when I went there and filmed, I got lots of drone footage as yeah, well, which is really yeah. great. But the question is, Kay, why have you got such a strong connection with that tree? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's because it connects, it connects me to us, to all three of us. And, you know, OK, yes, it started with a film and... But then that film is really special for us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we both grew up with that film. We've watched well, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that film. Loads of times. We watched it on my birthday this year. You bought me a Blu-ray copy. Special edition. It's very good. No, it's not Blu-ray. It's not Blu-ray. It's 4K. Okay, 4K. I Ultra know. HD. Whatever. <laughs> and we watched it on my birthday this year. So, that you know, that film is really special for us, and hence that tree and that place feels really special. And then because we visited it a number of times, and we visited, it, you know, we've gone to Hadrian's Wall many more times than we've been to Sycamore Gap. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's that whole area, really. And I think it, it, you know, we've driven past on the military road and seen and looked across and seen it yeah. so many times. Yeah. So it just, it's just got a, you know, a place in your heart, I guess you would say. Interesting, though, that you said it was as, as impactful as the Queen died. Yeah, I was just so shocked. I, you know, I remember we just had lunch and I looked at the news on my phone and I saw it and I was like, what? And at first I thought it had come down in the, in the storm the night before. Yeah. So I was like, oh gosh, no, it's come down in the storm. And then it said, no, it had been chopped down. I could barely speak. I was like, I was to get what? I just couldn't comprehend why someone would do such a thing. And, you know, it took probably about an hour for it to sink in. And then I, I was really, I was, we're going this way. This is I've the way. I've lost track, oh yeah, sorry. I was really quite tearful about it. Because yeah. I just, I, I literally, I, I just sat there and said, well, why would someone do that? And I still don't understand. I mean, the story's come out and someone was arrested. Two people have been arrested and they're currently on bail. For me, it was very much, because I saw that film about the time when I, Robin Hood, Prince Thieves, I saw yeah. that about the time when, it was in a sort of two, three, four, five year window of me having my first trip to Hadrian's Wall and having a real fascination with it. Then seeing it on film, yeah. seeing the wall on film actually, seeing the wall on film, if I'm honest, seeing the wall on film was more sort of cool for me. I think there was an element of sort of nerdy fascination as well that I was so thrilled to be able to tell everyone within earshot that that couldn't possibly be en route from Dover to Nottingham. Oh yeah, I know. Because that was it was hilarious. in the north of England. Yeah, 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 that was. <laughs> but you know, we will forgive Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he, what he did was that tree had always been visited but not at all in the numbers no that started after that film came yeah, out yeah so it's it's true fame only came after robin hood prince of thieves True. so whilst it's 300 years old 
And whilst, yes, people locally did, you know, love it and yeah. go walking yeah. to it, it was only after the film that the world started yes. to do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get where so you're... I'm sorry for all the noises today, everybody. <laughs> this is a normal route we've done so many times before, and it's never quite been like this. No. But, yeah, it is such a tricky conversation because, you know, you can find yourself torn in so many different directions. Yeah. Because, you know, I think what I'm trying to get to is it was a very impactful experience for both of us yeah and it, it has to be if we hadn't been you see how different would we have felt if we hadn't been so many times true we probably would have felt very different we'd have been sad but i think it's our personal relationship that, with that well, tree that is why yes uh, but the thing is thousands of other people have got personal relationship you know personal experiences yes absolutely it. and it's not just the personal experience it's the destruction of a beautiful living thing isn't it y yeah I, and i mean that that is where you do open up another big can of worms because i think that what separates this tree from trees in the amazon is the fact that thousands upon thousands of people have gone up to that tree, touched it, yeah. and they have a personal connection with it. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds, it may, may even be thousands, but I think it's hundreds of people have gone up there and scattered ashes of yeah, loved ones. Yeah. And people have proposed there. And yeah. you know, it, it, it is, it's iconic to say the absolute least. It's a menagerie of animals. Cat now. <laughs> what else will we get today? <laughs> Jungle. But uh, that is what separates it because when you say, when, when you say what you just said, yeah, it, it, it's the destruction of a wonderful living thing. That is an issue. Well, of course, you... with the Western world, because we're constantly, aren't we, de destroying wonderful living things? True, true. And it, you know, I guess we could talk about all the other things that we as humans are destroying and you know, taking off our planet. Um, but I suppose, I don't know, do we stay focused? Well, I, I, I don't know if you can, just in the sense of that to so many people, they won't have a personal connection with it. And it will just be a tree. Right. It's, it's a tree on a wall. Yeah, I get If yeah. you haven't been there and gone up and touched it, it's got no... Well, no, I, I don't know about that because I've spoken to a few people. I spoke to my mum about it and yeah. My mum's never been there. No. She's not really even seen the film. Yeah, yeah. And um, I spoke to her about it, expecting her to say, to be honest, yeah. oh, I don't even know where it is, and it's just a tree. Yeah. She didn't say that at all. No. She was really angry about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I think that it creates a very positive situation, because what it does is it highlights to all of us that it is wrong to knock down any tree, any living thing of that sort of age and that, you know, it's the fact that it had been there so long and like you say, it was completely healthy and... And I don't, I don't understand why it didn't have a protection order on it because these days you see it all the time with big trees, don't you, that are really old 
they have protection orders on them. So, for example, you know, you might get a builder wanting to build houses somewhere, but there's some tree that's got a protection order on it and you can't, you know, you can't cut that tree down. So I don't, I don't understand why it didn't have... But how do we know it doesn't? Well, I suppose, because I guess that moves on to the, how you deal with the person if you find the person that did it and would they be prosecuted. But the, the first thing is that you've said it doesn't have a protection order. Do you know that? I don't know that, no. So because maybe it did. My understanding... I don't know that. My understanding is, and I could be completely wrong, but my understanding is that all trees are protected once they reach a certain age. Ah, oh, right, okay. And, and you can't knock them down. So I don't believe that there's going to be the remotest issue in prosecuting if they get the person who did it. Right. I think now's the time, what we've hinted a couple of times about arrests that have gone on. I mean, people may not know that quite quickly they arrested a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And, you know, we obviously don't know the ins and outs no, no. Of, of that arrest. Because they can't name him because no, he's no. a child. That then led on to another arrest, Yeah. which has been quite high profile yeah. and yeah. in the papers. And, and that all related to some farmer who had been, well, I don't know if it's said that he was a farmer. It said, I read that he, he was 16, oh, he is 69, I think it said, and he'd recently been evicted from his farm. Yeah. And that, you know, that's all I know about that side of it. I don't know why he was evicted. Yeah. I don't know who owns the farm, um, because he must have been a tenant farmer, well, as a lot of people are. I read, in a newspaper that it wasn't owned by the National Trust to farm, it was owned by another large organisation. Right. But he didn't say the reasons as to why he'd been evicted. Anyway, this guy used to be a lumberjack, didn't he? Yes. And He was they... a lumberjack for 40 years or something. <laughs> and we should also say that the tree, if you look at the stump, you can see around the bottom of the cut mark where yeah. there's a paint line, yeah. just like lumberjacks put on trees. Yeah. So, again, you know, that would point to someone who knows what they're doing, because it was surgically chopped down. Yeah. It wasn't a hatchet job, no. so to speak. No, no. You could, it was just cut cleanly down. Yeah, yeah. So that person knew what they were doing. They absolutely knew what they were doing. And they had the tools to do it, obviously, as well. Yeah. Because it was a big tree, you know? Yeah. Big, wide trunk. I You're going to need a big chainsaw to do that. It was a two-foot chainsaw, I think they said right. that you needed. And, and they did confiscate a chainsaw. They did, from, a two-foot chainsaw. Yeah. But at the moment, as I understand it, they'll be doing loads of forensics. The latest reports I read, I don't know if you've read this too, is they found a fingerprint. Ah. Oh. So they found a fingerprint on the tree. Really? Yeah. I and, didn't read that. And I'm pretty sure that that, 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 that was connected to the oil that oh. they also found on the tree. Right. So they've, they've got oil from the chainsaw, which they think that they can forensically match if they can find the chainsaw that yes, did it. Yes, yes. But they also... It's an oily fingerprint. Yeah, so... Goodness, right. That hopefully... Now, that so, would be conclusive, wouldn't it, if that's the case? It would be conclusive. I mean, this guy says he's completely innocent. He does, he does. He, he did say that, yeah. So it's difficult to know quite what to believe because you would have thought, wouldn't you, if he's like mega angry at the National Trust for some reason, which is what we've heard from a number of sources, mm. haven't we? Mm. That it was done by a farmer who was angry with the National Trust. Yeah. You would have thought that he would have said, yes, I did do it. 
You would. Because otherwise, why What's did you... What's the point? Yeah, what was the point of doing it? If he's going to deny it, then he's not proving his point, is he? No, he's done nothing. He's not achieved what he wanted to achieve. And that's why it does make me wonder, maybe that guy isn't the guy who did it. But I, you, you just don't know. And I think this is the, the reason why it affected you so much is because, I, this is what I think, is because we thought it would always be there. Yeah, I mean, if it had come down in a storm, I could have accepted it because that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it happens all the time, that's nature. But I think that we thought, because it's been there 300 years. Yeah. So why would we think that it's going to suddenly disappear in our lifetime? You wouldn't think that, would you, apart, like I said, apart from weather? I think quite wrongly, we, we just thought it's always going to be there. Whereas perhaps there should have been an element of us that was more prepared for, because I certainly, I think whether it had been chopped down or had come down in a storm, I think it would have affected me the same way. I just don't think I was remotely prepared. You, you just think, unlike the Queen, it wouldn't have affected me the same way if it had come down in a storm. That's not the same as somebody just barbarically coming along and cutting it down. It's not the same at all for me. Well, I think... It's sad when trees come down in storms, but that's, you know, that's a natural thing. Usually when they come down in a storm, it's because they're weak in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's nature doing what nature does. But this tree wasn't weak. So, I mean, who's to say it wouldn't have come down in a really bad storm? But it's not, you know, it isn't the same for me. However it's gone, I'm just desperately sad it's not there anymore. Of course, yeah, of course. But because I, I did always think, oh, you know, that'll be there. I'll be able to walk there with my grandkids or whatever. And, and you know, you, you just, yeah. I think you, you assume, because it had been there 300 years, that it would just always be there. And I think because you're not prepared for it, I certainly wasn't. Whereas, like I was saying before, you know, with the Queen, you, you, you could sort of think, well, you know... Yeah, you In the know, back of your mind, you need to think. Yeah, yeah. In a minute, perhaps. It is like, you know, you mentioned that before, what... what because how is there a resolution to this situation? Well, there isn't a resolution. It's gone and that's it. You know, and a lot of people have said, oh, well, it's like when you coppice a tree, it may well sprout from the base. And that may well happen, but when that happens, it's kind of like a bush. You get lots of sort of saplings coming up yeah, around yeah. the base of it. And it just looks more like a big bush. So obviously it's not going to grow like it. And even if they planted something else, which apparently is a really controversial thing because it's an ancient monument site and yeah. obviously normally you wouldn't be allowed to plant anything near an ancient monument site. No. So that in itself is a tricky thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they will replant anything. I don't think they should. Um, but Do you think they should? No, I don't think they should replant it because it's gone, hasn't it? And you, yeah. can, you can never get that back. No. You know, you could never plant it in the exact spot it was in. Um, because the stump will just stay there yeah. and that, you know, the roots extend, etc. As to what they will do, you know, they've obviously got the tree itself, which is huge. So whether they decide to do something with the tree in terms of making some kind of memorial or something, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing, really. 
Well, what we spoke about was, and uh, I would love this, and I would, I'd want to go to it, and I'd want to go and, and sit in it, is if they took the tree, processed the wood, and built some sort of memorial, if you like, but more, more just a shelter, like a walker's shelter, whether it was on the wall or just off the wall, and it'd be somewhere that people could go who loved the tree, who perhaps had, you know, scattered ashes there, proposed there, and like you said, the weather there can be really quite wild. If you've built some sort of wooden, yeah. I don't want to say <laughs> shack, because <laughs> that doesn't sound very good at all, but you know, if you built some sort of wooden building with some seats in it, and mm -hmm. I just think it would be so sad if the, the tree gets taken away from where it always was. And, because what would you do with it? Well, no, that is the next quest question. What do you do with the tree itself? Because that, 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 that would question. be devastating to think, wouldn't it? I don't, I don't know if it's still there. I, I, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen any footage of, of the site sort of now, so I don't know if it's still there. It, it was lying across Hadrian's Wall, and that, you know, we've not said, but it has actually damaged Hadrian's Wall. So that's going to have to be dealt with. I'm guessing it's probably still there because it's such a complicated thing, I would think, to remove it. Yeah. Because the site, if you've ever been, it's really tricky to get, I would say, to get vehicles to. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a quad bike. So how then would you remove that huge tree? Yeah, yeah. Logistically, I mean, maybe, maybe they're going to have to get like a helicopter or something. I've just no idea. Gosh. And sort I'm not of even sure if winch it up, but I'm, the weight of yeah, it must I, be vast. Uh, yeah, I think you it know would they'd be a have problem. to cut off all the outer branches, wouldn't they, to leave just the trunk? And then again, I've just no idea how much that would weigh. I suppose you lot. could get a tractor up there with a trailer, couldn't you? Maybe you could. But I, I'm not down with this idea of turning it into a totem pole. Who said that? Oh, that's been spoken of loads. Oh, right, okay. No, I haven't read that. So take the bark off, car carve it, you know, with all lovely carvings, treat it and then stick it fairly close. Doesn't seem appropriate somehow because that's not the culture no. of the place where it's from. No. So that doesn't, to me, you know, off the top of my head, that doesn't really feel appropriate. There's also been an offer by the designer of the Angel of the North. Oh gosh, yeah. To uh, oh heaven forbid, everybody. To design I mean, something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm only saying that from personal um, preference. I, I, I'm not keen on the Angel of the North. Look, to be I, honest. Anyway, I lived in the north of England when the Angel of the North w w went up, and I was excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. You know, I was honestly thinking in my head. I suppose naively, I was thinking of like the sort of gothic type angels yes. that you see in yeah. churches. Yes, yes. But instead, it's like a mannequin with aeroplane wings. Personally, I think it's a bit of a monstrosity, but that's my just personal opinion. Well, I used to work in Newcastle and I yeah. did, never spoke to anyone who thought it was wonderful. Everyone had a very similar opinion. Yeah. And, you know, so it would be a very bad idea, I think. Because I think if you, like, made something fake, I think better to have the memories of what it was than yeah, yeah, I agree. something else. I agree. Honestly, folks, right, if you go back in the history of the radio show, you'll find 
a show, I can't remember which episode it was, where we spoke about uh, books. We were counting down our top 10 books, I think it was. Right. And whilst we were counting down our top 10 books, we were walking around Fountains Abbey. Oh gosh, yeah. And today, I think, has been up there. So noisy. Because <laughs> with, with, that war around Fountains Abbey, there was like... Every, there was a lot of yeah. like gardening stuff going on with massive machinery and there was groups of school children and shouting and yelling and oh my goodness. Some days, uh, <laughs> thankfully... We've just been unlucky today. Yes, yes. Thankfully it's a with rarity. the decibel level. What's going to be interesting now is, because I know that, it used to bring an awful lot... Northumberland is a very under-visited county. It is. It's the most least populated county yes. in the UK. Yes. And that tree probably brought in a huge proportion of yeah, the tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you remove that, are those tourists then not going to come? Probably. I think for a little while you'll, you'll get a bit of voyeurism going on, won't you? People will want to go to see I'm the chop-down tree. I'm with you all the way. And but so that will wear off. It will. So you need, to take up, you need to take the opportunity while you've got it and you need to give them they need to come and experience something that will make them come back again. Yeah. And I think the only way that that could be done is by doing something which pays absolute homage to the tree. The challenge is knowing what that is. Yeah. I don't know what the answer to that is. I'm glad I've not got, you know, I'm not on a committee or something. To, yeah. To solve it. Well, I, planting something is not the way forward. Maybe to do nothing is the right thing, you know? I don't know what they would do with the tree, but in terms of the site itself... I think, as we've said, though, if you do nothing, and perhaps this is what they will do, and it may be the right thing to do, the, the, the question is, will it, like, affect the economy of the surrounding maybe it will. area? Yeah, maybe it will. And, you know, that, that would be really sad if... But it's going to anyway, I think, regardless of what you put there. People are not going to visit it as much as when the tree was there. Because people went at different times of year as well, because it looked different at different times of year. You know, a bear tree or full leaf or in autumn or whatever. Well, to sort of sum up, for me, I would definitely go if they built something out of the wood. So personally, from my point of view, if they built something out of the wood, so the wood from that tree was still there, I'd be, you know, really interested yeah. to see what it was. Because, you know, and, and this gets to the, 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 the crux of it. What made that place so special was its geographic position on the wall. So the fact that it was in a little dip, so that you were out of the, yeah. you were out of a lot of the wind. Yeah. Because the wind tends to blow from the west to the east, funnily enough. And also the wall itself as well and the views and I mean the tree capped it all off it was like the the, the icing on top of an amazing cake you know mm. it just made it so unbelievably beautiful and so it would be a shame I just it would just be a sh it's not people are still going to go walking the wall <laughs> because you know that that is a hugely popular activity so yeah. whilst it may stop a lot of people going to the the Sycamore Gap I still think, you know, the economy, I still think is going to be okay. Because I think so many people who so. were going to visit it were just coming in and going out again. Mm. So hopefully 
whilst it's tremendously sad, we have our memories. We do, we and, do. And, you know, there's some wonderful memories with lots of pictures. And, you know, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. <laughs> so, on that happy note, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time with more. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.